RTHK, the news at one with Todd Harding. The headlines, a medical expert says the reopening of the border with the mainland won't increase the risks from future COVID outbreaks in Hong Kong as long as the dominant variants on each side are the same. Financial Secretary Paul Chan vows to do more to boost Hong Kong's momentum in the coming year. And a city university study finds that up to 26 billion pieces of microplastic are discharged into the ocean by sewage treatment facilities every day. A medical expert says the reopening of the border with the mainland will not increase the risks from future COVID-19 outbreaks in Hong Kong, as long as the dominant variants on each side are the same. Professor Leo Poon, head of the University of Hong Kong's Division of Public Health Laboratory Sciences, said that even if some mainland visitors are infected with the coronavirus, this needn't be a cause for concern, as data so far showed nothing out of the ordinary in terms of strains being carried. We are already seeing around 20,000 new local infections per day. The virus is already widely spread here. As long as the strains carried by mainland visitors are the same as the ones that are dominant overseas or locally, the risk won't be too big. Financial Secretary Paul Chan says the administration will do more to boost Hong Kong's momentum in the coming year, including organising another global financial summit this November that'll be on an even bigger scale than the last one. Writing in the Tarkong Pao newspaper, Mr Chan hailed the SAR's unique position as a gateway connecting the mainland with international markets, saying it will act as a firewall and testing ground for the opening of the mainland market. The finance chief also expressed confidence that the city will be able to attract more enterprise with the launch of the Talent Service Unit online platform, which aims to lure global talent. A study has found that up to 26 billion pieces of microplastic, fragments of plastic shorter than 5 millimetres, are discharged into the ocean by sewage treatment facilities every day, seriously damaging the local marine ecosystem. City University says this occurs even after the treatment process removes most of the pollutants. The study found that storm drains are also discharging microplastics into the ocean. The university's professor Kenneth Leung says that while the government should create treatment facilities to filter drain water, the public can also help. As we find that the dominant form of microplastic is microfibers associated with laundry. So I think everyone can do at home is by putting a filter system, simple laundry bed, at the end of the discharge pipe from the washing machine. Those can remove a lot of microplastic already before the water being discharged into this sewage system. Executive Councillor and Barrister Ronnie Tong says local law should be amended to clearly spell out the procedure needed to hire overseas lawyers for national security cases. Beijing issued an interpretation last week saying the courts need approval from the chief executive or from the committee that safeguards national security before allowing overseas lawyers on such cases. Mr Tong said it wasn't a major issue as there were only a minuscule amount of national security cases here. But he said he didn't want to see all overseas lawyers banned from an international city such as Hong Kong, so local law should clearly spell out the procedure involved. We need to put in a procedural mechanism in our law by amendment to lay down the proper procedure to follow. For example, if somebody were to apply to engage a London council, then what he needs to do at the moment is to seek consent from the Secretary for Justice, from the Bar Association and from the Law Society. Perhaps by amendment we should include that list.
National Security Committee. And when the committee is being consulted, they can then consider whether or not the person coming here may or may not pose a threat to national security. A Hong Kong Express flight returned to Hong Kong Airport after takeoff this morning due to abnormalities in cabin pressure. Flight U0600, carrying 139 passengers and seven crew members, was bound for Fukuoka in Japan. It U-turned at around 9.32am and a replacement aircraft was subsequently arranged. There were no reports of any injuries. The airline said a thorough investigation will be conducted. To the weather forecast, it will be mainly cloudy with moderate north to northeasterly winds, occasionally fresh offshore. The outlook mainly cloudy again tomorrow, but sunny periods in the following few days. Currently, the observatory 19 degrees Celsius, relative humidity 61%. Hong Kong Disneyland says it will hire 600 more frontline staff next month as the SAR opens its doors again to inbound travellers. The theme park has been in the red for seven years now and it's hoping the easing of social distancing measures will help bring the magic back in 2023. The theme park's managing director, Michael Moriarty, says the return of visitors is key for the park's profitability. We've won the hearts and minds of Hong Kongers and they're showing us by choosing us, right? But the reality of this investment or this resort as an investment is that you know we need inbound tourism to resume and to be at historical levels. We really need that to have a return to profitability. Turning overseas, the Vatican says at least 65,000 people have filed past the body of the Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI on the first day of his lying in state at St. Peter's Basilica in Rome. Among the mourners was this priest from Zambia. It's a moment of renewal, I would say so. And a touching moment because it was a, it was a great pop. It was a marvelous pop. At least he was uh, able to explain about the scriptural matters of faith and also the traditional teaching of the church. So at least uh, we remember him for that. The former pontiff, who died on Saturday at the age of 95, will be buried in the crypt on Thursday after Pope Francis presides over his funeral in St. Peter's Square. In the Brazilian coastal city of Santos, where the Brazilian football great Pelé scored many goals playing for the local team, a steady stream of mourners has been flowing past his coffin at the Villa Belmiro Stadium. The FIFA president, Janian Fantino, was among the first to pay his respects. He said all 211 national federations would be asked to name a stadium in honour of Pelé and observe a minute's silence. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky says Russia is planning a protracted campaign of attacks with Iranian-made exploding drones aimed at exhausting Ukraine. In his nightly video address, he said more than 80 attack drones had been shot down since the start of the year. We have information that Russia is planning a protracted attack using Shahed drones. It's probably banking on exhaustion. Exhausting our people our anti-aircraft defences, our energy. But we act and do everything so that the terrorists fail in their aim, as all their others have failed. Russia has been using the Iranian drones along with missiles to target Ukraine's energy infrastructure, leaving millions of people without electricity in the midst of winter. Officials in Ukraine say the suspect behind the removal of a Banksy mural could face up to 12 years in prison if found guilty. Graffiti by the renowned British artists have been appearing since Russia's war in Ukraine began. The BBC's Sasha Schlichter reports. 
The mural shows a housewife standing precariously on the edge of a battered chair. She is wearing a grubby dressing gown and curls. On her face, shockingly, is a gas mask, and in her hand, a fire extinguisher. The graffiti popped up one night in Hostomel, a town just outside Kiev, made famous when Russian paratroopers landed there, only to be repelled by Ukrainian forces. Ukraine's interior ministry says the thieves tried to transport the graffiti using wooden boards, but were thwarted by police. Herds of elephants have gone on the rampage in central Mozambique, destroying houses, granaries and crops. Officials in Safala province said the animals were desperate for water, as their regular sources had completely dried up. Domingos Alfandega is a government official in the town of Kaya. They're looking for the precious liquid, that is, water. There the waters have already dried up. As they go to the area where there are water sources, everything they find they invade. That's why there is this conflict between the elephants and the population. Fortunately, we haven't had any fatal victims yet. The U.S. authorities have closed an island national park off the coast of Florida after the arrival of hundreds of migrants from Cuba. Dry Tortugas National Park will remain shut to the public until the stranded migrants have been provided with care and moved to the mainland. The Cubans arrived on the remote, uninhabited islands in several boats over the past few days. Migration from Cuba to the United States has surged over the past year as the island nation suffers a severe economic crisis. The Irish Prime Minister Leo Varadkar has said mistakes were made on all sides in the way Britain's exit from the European Union was handled. Mr Varadkar, who returned to power last month, said trading arrangements for Northern Ireland were too strict. Here's the BBC's Emma Vardy. Post-Brexit trading arrangements have been at the heart of a political crisis, which has seen Northern Ireland without a fully functioning government since February. The Democratic Unionist Party have said they won't go back into power sharing while they believe the arrangements undermine Northern Ireland's place within the UK. Mr Varadkar has been unpopular with some unionists who see him as instrumental in the creation of the protocol. The UK and the EU are currently involved in negotiations to reduce the problems that some businesses are experiencing. The British Medical Association, the professional body and trade union for doctors, says the survival of Britain's health service is on, is on a knife edge and has urged the government to act. The chair of the BMA, Philip Banfield, amplified recent warnings about delays in emergency care, saying patients were dying needlessly because of a political choice. The government insists the crisis is a priority. The French Film Academy says anyone being investigated for allegations of sexual misconduct will be barred from its awards ceremony next month. The César Academy says it's acting out of respect for victims. The BBC's John Donison reports on one of those affected. Sofiane Benassi, a rising star of French cinema, had been a front-runner for an award for his part in Les Amandiers, a film about a sexually promiscuous group of drama students in the 1980s. But his nomination was withdrawn in November after news that he was under police investigation over two allegations of rape and one of violence following complaints made by a number of women. The 25-year-old actor has denied any wrongdoing and the film's director has called it a media lynching. Electric vehicles accounted for almost four out of every five new car registrations in Norway last year. The major oil and gas producer comfortably beat its own record of 65% for the previous year. In the European Union, electric vehicles made up less than 9% of new registrations. Tor Egil Bradland speaks for the Norwegian Automobile Federation. 
The Norwegian EV policy has been a great success and uh, that is due to the very generous taxation system for EVs. We are a bit concerned however because the government is now starting to increase the taxes on EV and we are afraid that it will reduce the sale on EVs. Norway aims for all new cars to be electric or hydrogen by 2025. To sport and in the English Premier League, Liverpool missed the opportunity to gain valuable ground as they were beaten by Brentford 3-1. Jurgen Klopp's side were made to pay for defensive errors and Ibrahima Konate own goal and Johan Ruiz's header had Brentford two up at half-time. Liverpool got one back and seemingly had the better run of play in the second half until Brian Buonmol sealed the win for the West London side in the last 10 minutes. Brentford are now unbeaten in six games, their best run in the top flight for more than eight years. Boss Thomas Frank said he couldn't have asked for a better performance. Can't praise the, the players enough. Uh, they are incredible. Uh, the effort, uh, the attitude, the hard work, the togetherness, um, everything they put together to, to, to beat a team like, like Liverpool. Obviously, we defended very well uh, in the low block. Very aggressive when we go high. Um, and then we know we are so good um, when, when, we, when we play behind them and, and, and run behind them. And It's simply impressive that we beat City away, um, throw with Tottenham where we should have won, beat West Ham and now beat Liverpool. The result leaves the Reds sixth in the table, four points off the Champions League places. Jurgen Klopp made a triple substitution at half-time but couldn't turn the game around. We should have scored tonight, obviously, an awful lot of goals as well. We were pretty much, when we were direct, when we, we, when we had the runs in behind, uh, we were pretty much always very dangerous. I think first half, um, the chance Darwin has, the chance Costas has, the chance, I'm not sure with Virgil if that was offside or not, um, but they are really big ones and well played as well. Um, so that's obviously, but we, in the end it, it became the game they wanted, much less the game we wanted, obviously. An American football game between the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals has been suspended after a player collapsed. Damar Hamlin, who plays for the Bills, went down after a hard tackle in the first quarter. He was given CPR and then taken off the field by ambulance. The NFL says he's in critical condition in hospital. To end the news, the top stories once again. A medical expert says the reopening of the border with the mainland won't increase the risks from future COVID outbreaks in Hong Kong as long as the dominant variants on each side are the same. Financial Secretary Paul Chan vows to do more to boost Hong Kong's momentum in the coming year and a City University study finds that up to 26 billion pieces of microplastic are discharged into the ocean by sewage treatment facilities every day. The news from RTHK. The Brew with Bill Whelan on Radio 3.
Pecha Boys. And Renz, it's Radio 3 for a Tuesday here on The Brew. Wonderful chatting to Jimmy Cholyang Lin, who's got his recital this coming Friday. One of the truly great violinists of the world. And as you heard, a supremely nice bloke as well. And of course, a big thank you to our mate Jazz of Watt. He'll be back next week. In about 10 minutes from now, we're off to Kiwi to say hi to Dr. Marion Pierce. <laughs> streets are filling up Saturday night and my mates are calling up wondering where I've been where I've been if I'm ever coming out again out again guess I don't see the harm in just a couple drinks guess I don't see the harm in having two or three probably do me good do me good cause I think of you more than I should than I should they think they're trying to help introducing me to someone else I play along cause I haven't got the heart to tell them But if I dance with somebody I might 